Get ready for a journey into the heart of Bridgeport politics with In Absentia, a new podcast from Connecticut Public's investigative team, The Accountability Project. Learn about the city's past and present political dysfunction and the systems that enable it. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Funding provided by Francisco L. Borges and the Melville Charitable Trust. We start with food wisdom from New Yorker cartoonist William Hayfley, who said, When portions are this huge, I eat half now and the rest in a few minutes. Faith here. Glad you're joining the party on this podcast edition of the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. You can consume this podcast in one, two, or three bites, or for as long as you've got, then come back for more. It's a party, so join us for a good time. Just ahead, our special guest, Italian food legend, Lydia Bastianich, star of her own PBS show, and at our brand new online site, we've curated crazy good recipes, value wines, easy cocktails, hot topics, and great tips, products, and restaurants we think you should know about. Free delivery. You won't miss a drop of pleasure if you sign up for our podcast. Foodschmooze at WNPR.org. Jump into the fun, delicious Thanksgiving recipes and tips. Legendary Italian cook Lydia Bastianich is here and our gang. Senior contributors Alex Province, Chris Prosperi of Metro Beast Restaurant in Simsbury, Connecticut. Our wine contributor Mark Raymond of Frederick Wildman and Sons. It is the launch, it's the premiere, and no secret, it is the most fun on the planet to be oh, part yeah. of this show. <laughs> here we go. All right, we're all here to say we invite you to be with us on the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze whenever you need a party. We we are on demand now with our new podcast, A Larger Food Schmooze World Online, so you can join the conversation with us on your schedule. Our on-demand podcast, daily mini Food Schmooze Minutes on WNPR, and our online offerings are up and running thanks to the many thousands of you joining and talking with us. On Facebook, you can find us at Faith Middleton Food Schmooze, and if you like us on Facebook, we'll make sure you're first in line for our hot tip feeds. We have mouth-watering recipes, as I mentioned, these value wine recommendations you're about to hear, restaurant recommendations, easy cocktails, kitchen tips. We're doing these two-minute learning videos. Our new video, can (laughs) we just say, it is up right now. This is Jacques Pepin, his unbelievable, and we thank him for supporting the launch. (laughs) This is his unbelievable way to open champagne bottles. Get a party started. That's it. It's at (laughs) WNPR.org right now at Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. I am not kidding. You have got to see Jacques do this to believe it. And you guys, it. too. You we guys learned his that. wild <laughs> trick in 30 seconds, mm, and yeah. so will you to dazzle your own gifts. It's right up there. Okay. And our whole Thanksgiving kit is up there. We've got melting potatoes. Mm, yeah. The best. It's the best roasted potatoes we've mm-hmm. ever had. So good that Chris yeah. started making them for special yeah. events at his restaurant. It's the go-to potato. It's so easy and so good. I think yeah. we yeah. start Absolutely. the show with yeah. We have. Um, you bring them in and we eat them. That's my French fry <laughs> substitution. <laughs> we have Chris's remarkable make-ahead gravy that anyone can do, but it's like gravy like a chef. Mm. How to use that gravy to make your entire Thanksgiving turkey ahead of time. This is no-stress Thanksgiving. And, and so- that's the best turkey ever, floating in the gravy. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. so you can see many of our recipes or link to the whole kit at Faith Middleton Food Mark Raymond is here with Thanksgiving wines to like. We have red and white. Everybody is saying that more people seem to drink white, so Mm -hmm. we've got two choices for you in the white department. We've got one that is just so universally fabulous, Mm. and we've got another white that sort of insider wine people drink, and we want to clue you in. These are all value wines, affordable. Mm. We have one red that is a host gift or a special occasion wine for around $40. We want to tell you about that. And it's really in here to match the turkey, but also to match what we have coming up shortly with Lydia Bastianich. We're doing this Barolo beef. It's beef that is braised in in Barolo wine. You're going to love it. Lydia's got a new cookbook. We'll get to that. Time for tips. 
We've been telling you to do things ahead, to start chopping and dicing things three days ahead. Set the table ahead. Alex always says this, plan out your dishes ahead of time. It's one of those things you don't want to do the last minute you're running around. And, and people are trying to help. Where do the cranberries yeah. go? Here, grab it. It's on yeah. the table. It has a post-it note. It says yeah. cranberries. And that's a great tip. Absolutely. Putting the post-it notes on your platters and serving dishes. Boom, it's done. When we're hosting, mm-hmm. my wife sets a week ahead. Nobody's allowed into the. Do you tape it off with the? You tape it off with the morning tape. You can't get in there. Don't cross this line. (laughs) She's got all the place settings, all the water glasses, all the wine glasses filled. (laughs) And and then, of course, I'm tasked to make sure that the wine is all in the right place as well. Here are a couple tips we've been going all over and collecting these, coming up with some of our own, but also searching what chefs are saying. We saw a couple on Food Network. Tom Douglas at Dahlia Lounge in Seattle. I've eaten at his restaurant. We've had him on the show with his cookbooks, but he said, I put a half a cup of coffee beans in the cavity of the turkey. It creates great depth of flavor when I'm roasting it. Wow. Yeah, that's a good one. And that would go into the gravy. So everyone oh, is all caffeinated oh, during uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, boy, <laughs> would that keep everybody from falling asleep after they yeah, eat? The tryptophan. Yeah. It's, a, it's a tryptophan. So yeah. here, here was another one it's about the idea. interior of like the it. turkey. Somebody said, rub it with concentrated chicken base, like a nor cube, K-N-O-R-R. Oh, sure. Huh. Uh, or homemade yeah. chicken stock reduced uh, with butter. Mm-hmm. Rub it on the inside of the chicken. That's Chris, what would too. that do? Yeah, just beef up the flavor a little bit. Or chicken right? it up. Yeah, and intensify the flavor a little bit. Add seasoning and flavor into your gravy, you know the little your pe- drippings. They almost sell like a demi-glaze, like in a little mm-hmm. plastic thing. Yep. Yeah, they make a with chicken gloss, too, of that same brand. You could rub that all over, mm-hmm. and it would be sticky. Yep. I love crabbing the herbs for that we've just harvested, because, yep. you know, we're getting to that time of the year where you yeah. got to get all the fresh herbs in. And I take the sage and the mm-hmm. oregano mm-hmm. with butter and some of the roasted garlic, and I mix it all up in a bowl, and I stuff it all under the skin of the Yeah, turkey. I do that, too. Oh, I do that sounds good. I do sage leaves so you can actually see it. Yeah. It's actually a little pretty. You can arrange the sage it's, leaves it's, under the skin. Weren't you going to put in a peace sign or something? Yeah, I saw a video, an online video, where you can actually make a peace sign with the uh, sage leaves under the... (laughs) Not a Mercedes sign. No, not a Mercedes. You have to have the one down the middle. Very cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool, right? If you're a little hippie kind of thing for Thanksgiving. (laughs) Kind of like that. Or just these days into peace, which is not a bad idea. Okay, so Laurent Tourndel, the great chef, said in New York City... Because we were telling you, if you can possibly not get a frozen turkey, Mm -hmm. it's going to taste better. We don't mean you have to do some heritage thing that costs $5 million. But, Mm -hmm. you know, if you can, good for you. But you go to the butcher and say, I want a fresh turkey. It's just a little bit better. And if you do... Laurent is saying, or if you defrost it ahead of time and it's frozen, leave your turkey unwrapped in the refrigerator overnight. And it, dry right it dries it out, and you end up getting a crispier skin mm-hmm. when you start roasting. You don't have to baste as much, too, if you do that. Oh, that's good mm-hmm. to know. I didn't know really? that. Yeah. So, Mark, to come back to you and your idea with the herbs, uh, the Italian chef Fabio Trabocchi, uh, who's in Washington, D.C., says, I like to spread a mixture of breadcrumbs, fresh herbs, and pork fat under the skin wow. of the bird, especially the skin of the breast. And it's the pork fat that keeps the breast moist wow. and adds flavor. That's so it, you, yeah. you just need a little I'm, pork fat yeah, in there I'm, with your herbs. I thought and, I heard pork chop. Stuff yeah. it with a pork chop. I'm and that's think, a pretty good idea. Too. When you say pork, I'm thinking bacon. <laughs> Yeah, a little smoked bacon, bacon on, right in there. <laughs> Everything's oh, better boy. with bacon. I know it. You know that. I saw a recipe true. when I was doing research. Someone actually took bacon and sort of draped it and sort of weaved it over the bird and around the legs, and it looked pretty Instead good. Of oh, it was a bacon like wrapped turkey. That looked pretty cool. We are doing a conversation about tips online and having quite a conversation with you on Facebook at Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. It's Chris and, and Alex and I, and we're going all back and forth. And we said we want to learn from you. And mm-hmm. so yeah. you've been talking with us on Facebook about your tips. And we're all sharing with each other just to make this holiday as stress-free as we can. Yeah. Here is one of the best I have ever heard. One of my tips on Facebook was that it's impossible to do the turkey perfectly because the way a bird is constructed, the legs take longer to cook. And then the breast is dried out. I mean, it's almost impossible unless you cut the bird up, and a lot of people don't want to do that. Okay, so it's just going to happen. And so I'm talking about things to do to re-moisten the breast. Here is Alex Stupak from Empillon. He's in New York City. I thought this was unbelievable. He said, before you roast the bird, insert several metal skewers into each turkey thigh. 
they're going to direct the heat right to the thighs more efficiently, like a little conductor. Mm. And then the faster the thighs will cook, and then the less time the breast has to dry out. Mm. So what a cool thing to do. That's just genius. Yeah, I've also heard like making little cuts into the thigh too, where the joint is. On the leg? Yeah, where the joint is to make a little incision there, and that'll help it cook a little faster. So you might as well. But I like the skewer thing. Those are going to be hot though. Careful, pulling them out. And they'll go into the thigh of the turkey. Turkey. Mm-hmm. Very, you must have very like cool. a turkey kebab. You can have handles, right? Oh, yeah. That's how you lift it out of the roasting pan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very sort of Sputnik. Yeah. Looking. <laughs> oh, we've got about a minute to Lydia Bastianich Uh-oh. joining us on oh, this so new food schmooze. Okay, we've got that coming up. You'll see online, Frederick Wildman is the distributor, what to say. We've got our entire Thanksgiving recipe kit there. If you like us on Facebook, we'll send you the feed. Everything is up there. We're very excited. This is something new for me. The Daily Show, I've said goodbye to, and I am full-time now on the Food Schmooze. We're going to have daily minutes for you every day of the week. So very, very exciting. I'm with the gang. It's the most fun on the planet. A privilege, a pleasure to be with you. In other words, what we do is say permission granted. All right, we'll be right back with Lydia Bastianich, her incredible Italian recipe, some for Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening to the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. We'll be right back. Potato chips, how my mouth just drips. Potato chips, how my mouth just drips. Crunch, crunch, I don't want no lunch. All I want is potato chips. Potato chips, how my mouth just drips. Potato chips, how my mouth just drips. Crunch, crunch, I don't want no lunch. All I want is potato chips. No matter where it is, you'll always find a bag around. Be in a bar, a picnic, even a baseball ground. Potato chips, how my mouth does drip. Potato chips, cold, drip, drip, drip. I'm Faith Middleton. That was your first bite of the food schmooze with another bite on the way. So we're going to make this fast. In case you're new, you can listen to this show on WNPR every Thursday afternoon at 3 and again Saturdays at noon. And on Saturdays, we've discovered people listen for our curated ideas and suggestions just before they go shopping or head out for adventure. Nothing makes me happier than sharing the names and locations of people turning out great stuff. We have daily radio 60-second food schmoozes. Party with us at our brand-new website, where you'll find some of my favorite easy and wildly delicious recipes, wine, cocktails, restaurants, plus our new two-minute videos. They are a riot to do. Great events. We have you covered. Check it out. Food schmooze at WNPR.org. Back to our show. Beans and cornbread Beans and cornbread Beans and cornbread Beans and cornbread had a fight Beans not cornbread out of sight Cornbread said now that's all right Meet me on the corner tomorrow night I'll be ready I'll be ready tomorrow night As we launch our new show, this new edition of the Food Schmooze, CPTV and PBS cooking star Lydia Bastianich is with us as special guest for the launch of her newest book. And I am now exclusively on one of the happiest assignments of all time to devote myself full time to expanding the Food Schmooze world on air and online, where it has grown tremendously. Check this out. We have a two-minute video we just now put up showing Jacques Pepin revealing his unbelievable way to open a bottle of champagne. You have to see this to believe it. We learned his trick in under a minute, and you will too, so you can entertain your party guests anytime you want. Right now at Faith Middleton Food Schmooze or at Facebook. It is a riot. I'm with senior contributors Alex Province, Chris Prosperi of Metro Beast Restaurant in Simsbury, Connecticut, and one of our go-to wine contributors, Mark Raymond of Frederick Wild 
Feldman and Sons Wine Distributors here with delicious, affordable Italian wines for Thanksgiving. Uh, we're now celebrating our guest, Lydia Bastianich, because her newest and I'd say grandest cookbook is out. Lydia's mastering the art of Italian cuisine. She is a teacher in it, guiding you along in each recipe, and she is a friend to home cooks, a legend welcome. in the food world. Lydia Bastianich, welcome to the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze Party. Faith Middleton, what a name. What a pleasure to be here <laughs> with you on the show. Hi, Alex. Hi, Hi there. Chris. Hi, Mark. Hello. And congratulations on the food schmooze, and I am so proud to be on your launch. As you know, you know, we've done things together. The Food Schmooze has existed, but it is in an expanded way online. We're having huge conversations with people and so much fun. So a real honor to have you on the show to start us off in this in this new chapter. So thank you, Lydia. My it, pleasure. This is a very big cookbook, and I read it cover to cover, and I, I feel like I have learned so much. This is like going to an Italian cooking school, like being in Italy and being guided, someone holding your hand in the best way, giving you courage. So I would love, I'm going to focus in the beginning on things that you might make for Thanksgiving. I think this one with turkey would be so delicious as a starter or as a side. Your warm mushroom salad, Lydia. Wow. You know, you saute your your mushrooms and you make the dressing out of this warm mushrooms, a little bit of oil and vinegar, and it's as simple as that. A little bacon also could be good, added on Ooh, or off, nice. depends on what, what you like. <laughs> but you know what it is? The question is that you put it together the last minute, in a sense, so that the salad doesn't wilt the spinach, if you have, or whatever you're using for salad. But you do want it just a little warm, so it's a great appetizer. When you're worried, I says, what am I going to start with? And this is a great appetizer to begin or on a buffet. Buffet table, yeah. wonderful. There is something about Italian food done well, and I, I think, for me, nobody does it better than Lydia Bastianich. Mm -hmm. To do Italian food well is about simplicity. It is about turning to the intricate flavor of the ingredients themselves without fooling around with them too much. And when you put the right things together, you just say, oh, so here you've got extra virgin olive oil, a little pancetta diced up, an array of wild mushrooms, a little chopped fresh thyme, kosher salt, some scallions, a little frise in any supermarket, or you could use baby kale or spinach, red wine mm -hmm. vinegar, and one of my favorite cheeses, the one that gets overlooked, but I know you love it, Lydia, Grana Padano. Oh, yeah. Less yeah, expensive, that, right, than Reggiano exactly. Parmigiano and has its own beauty. Yeah. We call it yes, the classified. Yes, it's more milkier. So love, love, love that. Mouth right. is watering already. Isn't that, wouldn't <laughs> it be good with oh. turkey in the stomach? And we I'm just ate. It. I'm making it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So do you folks like fennel? Because I do. Love, I, absolutely. I yeah. think fennel with a turkey dinner would be just a beautiful thing. So, Lydia, I'm turning to your baked fennel with prosciutto. If I can say the ingredients and you tell us about this. Uh -huh. Just a little salt, the fennel bulbs you buy at the supermarket uh -huh. with a little bit of prosciutto a touch of butter, some pepper, the Grano Padano cheese again. How easy this comes together. It's very easy. And you know what's great for holidays like this? You have the oven going anyway. So any vegetables that you can put in the oven, that's kind of makes life much easier. Because the fennel, you parboil it, and then you slice it. And then you take a Pyrex or a baking pan, a little bit of butter, and you just dress the fennel in this little butter, salt, a little pepper, mm. and put the prosciutto on top and the cheese. And you put it in the <laughs> oven 15 minutes, 20 minutes before you're ready to serve it so you can get it nice and warm. You know, so the cheese on top already is nice and crackling. Mm. And the prosciutto releases its flavor onto the fennel. And it's great. And this, too, you know, could be great on a buffet table, could be great as a vegetable side, but also as an appetizer. You know, you have the prosciutto, so it's substantial at the same time. I was in Italy this summer, and I'm so in love with Italian culture and food, and I hear you rolling your R, and I was trying so hard. <laughs> and, and so Beautiful. people would say, oh, where are you staying? And so I was so concentrating on doing it right that I would say, 
Treviso, except <laughs> my host said to me, you're shouting the name at people. <laughs> Treviso. Treviso. See that? Yeah. Treviso. Oh, I just did. I could swoon. Okay, let's go to your salads. I thought, what about a salad for Thanksgiving? We are doing these from Lydia Bastianich, a legend in the food world, the best in Italian cooking. You've probably seen her PBS show where she does Lydia's Italy, and her new book is called Lydia's Mastering the Art of Italian Cuisine, Everything You Need to Know to Be a Great Italian Cook. And she's co-authoring it with her daughter, Tanya Bastianich-Manwali, who is a scholar and an amazing writer, is fabulous about Italian art. She's really quite a person. So radicchio salad with orange. When I was in Treviso, we had radicchio quite a lot, and it was so beautiful. So Tell me about this. Navel oranges, a lemon, Dijon mustard, salt and pepper, mm-hmm. extra virgin olive oil, heads of radicchio, which you can get anywhere, sliced radishes, and then pitted oil-cured black olives. Think mm. about that mm, combo. Oh, Tell yeah. me, Lydia, how does this come together? Well, it's very simple. It is also very seasonal. You know, oranges and radicchio, the anti family that's in late fall, into the holidays, actually, for Christmas and so. So it's an ideal winter salad, but it is substantial in the sense that you have to dress in the oil and vinegar. You have a little bit of mustard, which gives it that kind of sprint, and of course the black olives. Uh, the radicchio, uh, the chioggia one, the round one, is delicious, or the long one. It's called uh, in Treviso, now that you were in Treviso, it's called the spadone. Uh, either uh-huh. one of them are great. You know, I like it when it's nice and crispy. And you just kind of whisk the dressing. You get your, your vegetables and your your radicchio and your orange ready, and then you whisk mm. the dressing, some oil and some mustard, and you whisk it, and the oil and vinegar, and then you toss all of that together. <laughs> you, and you, it's again. simple. Oh. <laughs> you can see all the oh. eyes rolling in here as you're describing oh. this. I tell you, my tail is wagging. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, Jeff. you know, this is a salad that kind of, you know, even if you make it half an hour before, it will last throughout. It won't just wimp down on you because the radicchio is, uh, you know, resilient. So it's a good salad for a buffet if you are doing a buffet. Lady, is there something I have had dishes when I was in Treviso and some other places in Italy where olives and orange segments seem to go together? It, it's a very Italian combination, isn't it? It, it actually is very Sicilian. Sicilian. Uh, in Sicily, they do just a salad of oranges, black olives, and red onions. Oh, and you know, that's you, a you classic. Could, yeah, that's a classic. So now Italy is regional, of course. The food is very regional. But now it's spreading around a little bit. You know, you can have a risotto in Sicily and in, in Puglia. And uh, you can have orecchiette up in Lombardy. So it's kind of, you know, and this is, I think, one of those combinations between uh, the Treviso, which is in the Veneto region, and the orange and olives, which mm-hmm. is in Sicily. It's one of those combination salads. Mm-hmm. You grew up in Italy. Do you think that that's a good thing, that everybody's trying everybody else's dishes and that you don't have to go to that region? You know, Faith, I am very traditional and what I'm all about, even my books, you know, mm-hmm. I feel that I need to remain and communicate the Italian culture. I love regionality. I love the nuances of each region. But what is happening in Italy is it is this kind of almost interregional exchange of food. Could it be avoided? I guess it cannot be avoided. It has to be embraced. And I think sometimes it could be delicious. But still, you know, uh, I am very respectful of regionality. Yeah, I know. Me too. I wonder if the Internet has done this. How lucky are we on the launch of the show to have someone I just fall down over with respect, Lydia Bastianich. Her new book is Lydia's Mastering the Art of Italian Cuisine, Everything You Need to Know to Be a Great Italian Cook. And believe me, she does hold your hand through these dishes. These are instructions that say, you know, if it looks like this when you're doing this, then you know it is exactly where it is supposed to be. Because at heart, this woman is a teacher in the best sense of the world. If you watch her show, and I rarely miss it, 
you know that. I'm Faith Middleton with the gang. Let's get some wine recommendations now for Thanksgiving. Then we'll continue our conversation with Lydia about her sensational Italian beef oven roasted in Barolo wine. Wildly delicious. First wine recommendations. Mark Raymond is here. We have wines for you. And these are such value wines. We do have one host gift wine for perhaps the host to tuck away or a special weekend. And these are all $15, $20, these wines. And it's just an amazing bargain. So you'll find them all at our website, Faith Middleton Food Schmooze, and on Facebook at that address, too. They're all up there. And we have taken, on Facebook, we've taken pictures of the labels. Easiest way. This way you can either I take the label to the store. <laughs> I want that. It. Right off your phone. Yeah, or, the phone right up to it. Yes, or you can spell <laughs> it to them on the phone yeah. so you don't make an extra trip. Yeah. So they can, uh, sure. if it's not on the shelf, they can get it for you. But every all these stores are waiting and ready. All these wines are available in large enough quantities. Mm-hmm. We're curating this stuff for you of all the choices. So, Mark, let's start with the two whites. Okay. Chris, this is what most people, don't you agree, most people drink, Mark? White wine on Thanksgiving, we've okay. learned. I, I Thank agree. You. I think that's, uh, that's really what we see the most of. I mean, poultry, when you think of any type of... You know, chicken, turkey, it's generally leaning towards white. Okay. We're starting out with a Chardonnay, Olivia yeah. Lafleve Lacety. This is classic <laughs> Burgundy. This yeah. is... You know what? This is... Uh, this is goodness in a glass. This goodness is... Glass. I think this is my favorite Chardonnay that <laughs> I've had in a long time at this price do, point. Do you right? hide this under the table? No, Just... no, no. This, <laughs> is, this is a pretty good value. This is $20 a bottle, so... Dude, what's great about this is it's great drinking mm. anytime. Yeah. So uh, the walking around wine, it is fantastic with all kinds of dishes. Sophisticated, Gorgeous with turkey. People who love Chardonnay with that crisp green apple note to it. But what's really interesting about this is it Mm. almost has sort of a little caramel note to it on the finish. Mm. And that's... That's traditional white burgundy. When you start thinking of Pelini Montrachet and mm. so, Mark, this is drinking like a thirty-five, forty-dollar bottle oh, of absolutely. wine. Oh, absolutely! It's such a great value, oh. and it's a go-to wine for people who say to me that they don't like Chardonnay. I love to have them try this. Wine. I mean, this is a case wine for me right here. And that you can keep them. You buy a case, you keep it in the basement. It's a perfect temperature. Yeah. So that is our number one white choice. Although we've got a little sneaky thing coming up for you here. Oh on yeah. That. So That's this the is the Bourgogne. Lacety by Olivier Lefleur. Now, you might say, how in the world am I going to remember all that? Well, that's why we have the website. That's right? it. So that's why you go to Facebook. Pictures worth a million that's words. That's why you go to WNPR.org. We've got the uh, pictures posted for that one. So that is the number one. It will go with everything gorgeous with turkey. Uh, gorgeous for any time yep. of the year. My favorite Chardonnay for drinking at this price point, $20. Domaine Lefleur is such a great name. It really is. That family name has been around Burgundy for hundreds of years. I went when they were just starting out. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yeah, when I went. So, Only a couple hundred years ago. <laughs> you drink this wine, you will live forever. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the upside and the downside. The fountain of youth. Okay, so that's that one. Now, can we do the sneaky thing? This is what insider wine people would probably drink at Thanksgiving, right, Absolutely. Mark? Yeah. This is the type of wine, first of all, it's Hugel Riesling. Mm-hmm. It comes in a tall green bottle. So people look at the bottle and say, ooh, this is going to be a sweet wine. This is not a sweet wine at all. This is a crisp, clean, dry Riesling from Alsace by the Hugel family that's been making wine since the 1600s. I think they've got it down. If you had to say, oh, I have reference to some flavor, what is it in this wine? Oh, With me, this is pineapple. Yeah. Me too. Is it, you know, and not a sweet pineapple, no. but you know... You just get all the essence and crispness the of acidity, the acidity. My mouth is salivating. Yeah. I can do this with turkey, with pork, with chicken, even with yeah. like beef. So, Absolutely. Yeah, Things I mean, with a little spice. Everything. So that's a Hugel Riesling. Mm. Terrific. And that is about $20 a bottle. Now we're going to move into the reds. First, we're going to do the drinking red for Thanksgiving. And this is a Barbera. And all of these wines are available in our region right now. We made sure in enough quantity, no matter what happens, that it is there, although they do sell out. So this it, is Rouvet Barbera. 
And this is made by Marchese di Barolo, a classic house from the village of Barolo. And this is their Barbera de Alba. Mark, mm. $15. $15 is a great value for this wine. But what I really love about this wine is mm. the bright berry oh. fruit. You know, yeah. you think of blackberry mm. and plum. Again, a red wine with great acidity. Mm. It's refreshing. Good with turkey. So, good great with vegetables. With turkey, good with anything. With all those root vegetables and that deep, rich, fatty gravy. Some people have a red sauce on Thanksgiving, like in my family. I would do it with this. Absolutely. Really Italian food, it's fantastic with. And talk about Italian food. Lydia Bastianich on the way here on the show. All right, here comes our Barolo, okay. which is, oh, yeah. again, these are at <laughs> Faith Middleton Food Schmooze, also at WNPR.org. Here we go, our Barolo from wow. Marchese de Barolo. Marchese de Barolo, Barolo Traditional, mm. and this is this 2010 is vintage, host gift, perfect right? classic host vintage, gift. and yes, this would be the perfect host gift. $40 Chris, a bottle. This is totally the one where you take the cork out and put it back in and mm. say, I opened this it is, for yeah, us. Right. <laughs> I do think that 25 to $50 is a nice price point yeah. for a host gift because oh, yeah. people are Agreed. knocking themselves out for you for the Especially holiday. For yes. Yeah. So you can either buy a couple bottles of any of these other $15, $20 wines. That's a way to go. Or if you want to just bomb them with gratitude, you would do this $40 Barolo. And it's a non-commodity wine, so people don't know what you paid for it. So it's such right. a special label. It's, you know, yeah. so looks, these looks like are, And when you throw the name Barolo out there, people know it's the king of red grapes. And it's, it's a classic wine, beautiful intensity. This is the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze Party. More Lydia coming right up on radio. Listen to us on our new day, Thursdays at 3 and, as always, Saturdays at noon. We are online now with two-minute video learning lessons and on-demand podcasts to listen to when you want, food, wine, and cocktail recommendations, products, kitchen tips, style, and more. On radio, you can hear our daily mini food schmooze tips. Like us now on Facebook, and you'll be first in line for our hot tip feed. That's at Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. We're with our special guest, chef, and PBS cooking star. You can see her on our own CPTV, Lydia Bastianich, co-author with her daughter of this new and wonderful cookbook, Lydia's Mastering the Art of Italian Cuisine. Stay with us. More Lydia Bastianich and her special recipes for Thanksgiving. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble But when you worry you make it double Don't worry Be happy Don't worry, be happy now Don't worry One more mouth-watering bite of the food schmooze. Ready? Here's something great to know about. Sign up for the app called NPR One. Just download it from the iPhone App Store or your Android device. Once you do, you can set WNPR as your local station. Couldn't be easier? Download the free app NPR One and start listening. Let's party on. More food schmooze. Come on to my house, my house, I'm gonna give you candy. Come on to my house, my house, I'm gonna give you apple and a plum and an apricot or two. Come on to my house, my house, come on. Come on to my house, my house, come on. Come on to my house, my house, I'm gonna give you figs and dates and grapes and a cake. Come on to my house, my house, come on. Come on to my house, my house, come on. Middleton with the gang, Alex Province, Chris Prosperi, and our contributor Mark Raymond of Frederick Wildman and Sons. Thanks for coming to the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze Party in Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and New York, including the east end of Long Island. More Lydia Bastianich coming your way. Join the conversation with us on Facebook. Search Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. And if you like us there, we will make you first in line to get our hot tip feed. 
As we launch this new edition of the Food Schmooze, Lydia Bastianich is launching her brand new cookbook called Lydia's. It is fabulous. Lydia's Mastering the Art of Italian Cuisine. Everything you need to know to be a great Italian cook. She is a legend in the Italian food world, has that PBS show. I just cannot believe how good she is, a true friend to the home cook. I was thinking when people stay over for the holiday, or if you're having a brunch later on, I think this is so exciting. Frico, you know those little cheese crisps that we all learn to make. (laughs) This is a Frico with Montazio cheese and potatoes. So here, Lydia, you've introduced potatoes into the mix. So this recipe calls for a baking potato, extra virgin Mm -hmm. olive oil, an onion, some sliced scallions, kosher salt, some pepper, and the Montazio cheese, which you can get now in any supermarket. Tell me about mixing in the potatoes for this and how this big round disc comes out. Mm. You know, the traditional frico in Friuli, because this is the region <laughs> that I come from, in Friuli, Venezia, Giulia, is the most northeastern region of Italy. Mm-hmm. It borders with Austria, with Slovenia, and down on the Adriatic. And frico is the national dish there. And what it is, it is pieces of uh, Montasio cheese and usually pieces, you know, that are kind of left over or whatever, so very frugal. So there's pieces of cheese and potatoes put together with some onions and baked, almost mm-hmm. like in a in a cake loaf, a pan, if you will. And that's the traditional frico in Friuli, served with polenta. So I kind of combined, you know, the, the frico chips or the parmesan chips that so easy to make, you just sprinkle some cheese in a nonstick pan and you get this crispy uh, chips. Well, what I did, I took potatoes and I sauteed potatoes uh, and onions, just like home fries. Sometimes I put in a little <laughs> bit of peppers. Sometimes I put in sausages. Sometimes I put even shrimp. So yeah. you have this kind of stuff in this home fries. Who doesn't like that? Right. And then I begin with the pan, the nonstick pan. An eight inch is, n- is a nice size frico, and I sprinkle the shredded Montasio cheese to cover the whole base. Yeah, that's the part and- we like. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that begins to to kind of crisp. Then I put in the stuffing. I kind of spread lightly this these potatoes, and then I sprinkle on top again mm. the montasio shreds and cover it completely. When the bottom four forms a crust, uh, you know, if you shake it, that will loosen up, and I flip it over with, with a the- spatula or I s- slide it on a plate, then yeah. put the pan over, and the uncooked side is now on the bottom cooking. Mm-hmm. So you get these two crisp sides with the filling inside, which is a delicious oh, <laughs> lunch, oh. appetizer, whatever. Yeah. Is that, mm-hmm. can you imagine serving Oof, that for breakfast or, that, oh. or, or for any reason? For, that is my go-to midnight snack uh, right you, there. You think about it, the kids would never leave the table. They would they actually w- sit down and so eat breakfast. With it's, it's a very kid-friendly uh, dish. They like the, the chips and, and, you know, the potatoes in there, but you can put other vegetables too. So you can just vary the stuffing. Yeah. Uh, but potatoes are good carriers for other things, you know, so a home fried, and then in there you can put whatever you'd like. Mm. I love the story in this book of how you grew up as a child. Your job was to, on the farm that you had with your family and, and so close to your grandparents, uh, picking the olives, climbing the tree, getting the figs, everything, the collecting nuts, digging the potatoes, bringing mm-hmm. everything in, the milk from the cows. I just, I love that story. So when you say ingredients, I have a movie running in my head of you as a child running around getting those things. I think that's the basis. That's where my kind of passion for food started. And the setting was, you know, a little farmhouse where my uh, grandmother had a courtyard, grandmother and grandfather, and we had all these courtyard animals. You know, we had chickens and ducks, and, and we had rabbits, and we had two pigs every year, and we had goat. And and then, of course, we had the garden. We had olive trees. We made olive oil every year. My my grandfather made wine. You know, enough to feed the whole family. But it was very seasonal, of course. 
and I was, you know, the kind of little helper running around, bringing the the pail for the for the milk, or or collecting the little potatoes. You know, my grandmother would collect the potato is a tuber. You know, it grows under a bush, and she would pick up this bush, get the big <laughs> potatoes, and I was in in her wake picking up the smaller potatoes that were left mm. uh, behind. And you know that just milk, goat milk, nice and warm. I would mm. drink it straight like that. We would make ricotta. Mm. I would help her to make bread, pasta. So those wonderful pristine flavors of nature in season when you know the fig is perfectly ripe and you know the peach is just juicy enough and we had two peach trees three fig trees Mm. we had all of those things you know that sort of seasonally matured and so and so i think that my reference library of flavor and thought about products and appreciation really goes back to that early setting in my life with my grandmother and grandfather. We certainly on the show love our family farms and these farmers markets. We always tell folks that they're open, what's going on. Having said that, a lot of us have to, by necessity, shop in supermarkets. And so I wonder how we can achieve something that is respectful of ingredients and bringing out the best in them and at the same time shopping for those ingredients in the supermarket. How do you think about that, Lydia? Yeah, that's a reality. And I think it's becoming ever more positive. And that is people at large are really informed to uh, social media, to radio, television, you know, there's a lot about food. We became finally aware that food is giving us life, health, and so on, and pleasure and flavor, and we are paying more and more attention. Uh, Hence, you know, it is us, the consumer, that can drive ever more. Yes, going to a farm or, or going to a farmer's market is beautiful, but if while in the stores we insist on buying and we buy and we support those small farmers or those conscious farmers or uh, uh, raisers of of meat and that they are conscious, that it's somewhat organic, that they are naturally fed, that there's no hormones, that the chickens are are allowed to roam. If we buy those products, we send that message out to, to these producers. And I think, you know, sometimes big industry has been the culprit. Let us take it over and let's make the food for you and we will feed you. But it doesn't work that way. We need to return. And big industry can be conscious, you know. Yes, if, it can. If the Agreed. consumer. We see change. Even the corporate farming companies, yeah. we're seeing change. And the big supermarket chains, too, have the Connecticut grown signs now. So you can see stuff that's actually locally produced in the big chain supermarkets. So buy that. And then the stores will see, oh, that's what people are buying and get more of it, right? Exactly. Buying stuff seasonally, too. I think that's your point, Lydia. I am with Lydia Bastianich, co-author with her daughter of this new and wonderful cookbook, Lydia's Mastering the Art of Italian Cuisine. We're going to talk about this now. Her knockout recipe for beef roasted in Barolo wine. Mm. As we continue our conversation with Lydia now, if you'd like to spend an evening with Lydia, that sounds a little racy, doesn't it? (laughs) 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 Sounds good to me. (laughs) Sign me up. (laughs) Thank you. I have the honor of interviewing her on stage at the historic Palace Theater in Waterbury, Wednesday, January 27th at 7.30. She will also sign her new book for you. For information, good holiday present surprise, by the way, Go online to Faith Middleton Food Schmooze at WNPR.org for the ticket link. Lydia, we're going to go to your Barola wine beef in one second. I've got one more thing for Thanksgiving potatoes, your horseradish mashed potatoes. (laughs) Mm. So the ingredients are russet potatoes. This would serve six as a side, some unsalted butter, half and half, and milk, kosher salt, and fresh horseradish root, peeled and grated. You can get this now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So tell us about these. This is such a good little hit with the potatoes. I think good opposite turkey, too. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. I happen to love horseradish. I think it's just making its way into into the mainstream now. Uh, I see it a lot in stores. And that is fresh horseradish. Horseradish is a root. And all you have to do is buy the root and you peel it with a potato peeler and then you grate it. And freshly grated, it is delicious on meats, on cold cuts. 
mm. and in the potatoes. And it gives that kind of lift, if you will, yeah. uh, that kind of uh, pick-me-up. But it's it's nice. It's delicious in taste, and it is really very, very healthy mm. for you. I love it. You know, it. in Italy, in that northeast yeah. part where I come from, again, under Austria, whatever. So it's um, that middle European kind of part of of the cuisine in that area. And we use a lot of horseradish. And boiled meats and so on. Bloody and Marys. The, <laughs> with yeah, Bloody Marys. With Bloody Marys. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> My mom is from Austria, so we grew up with it. And I remember the first time we picked it up in a store in New York. She took it home. We grated it, and then she took the top, and we planted the top in the ground. And then from then on, we had fresh horseradish growing in the ground. And she I have still it at does. Home. Yeah, she still I do. Ha- I have it, it at home. Yeah, it grows you really do. well around here. So yeah. here's a wild thing. When I'm in Treviso, and as you were saying this, this region you grew up in, I'm there, and my host, Vern, Willie says, well, let's see, what are we going to do today? We can go over to Venice. This would be about 20 minutes in this direction. We can go over here, or we could go to Austria for lunch. And I said, what? Let's go to Austria for lunch. <laughs> what are you talking about? And he said, yeah, it's just, yeah. you know, it's a drive from here. I said, it is? I, you know, you hmm. would think I would know this from my map, but that astounds me, that location. Yeah, it's it's very close. But then Italy is not that big. You know, it's smaller than California. It's very diverse, you know, uh, the topography, the climate, the microclimates, the regionality of it. But it's it's smaller than California, Italy. We're talking about recipes from Lydia's new cookbook, Mastering the Art of Italian Cuisine. Now, we want to describe the recipe we've selected from that book. It will be our chief recommendation for the Hanukkah Christmas season. We love this so much. We're going to give you the recipe in our Connecticut Magazine program guide and online at the end of November. So listen to this. This is for the oven, technically, but Chris says we could even make this in a crock pot. Absolutely. Um, totally. This is beef braised in Barolo wine. It calls for a beef roast. You could use flat iron. You could use chuck, bottom round. You trim off the fat, extra virgin olive oil, some onion and carrots and celery, garlic cloves and some fresh rosemary and sage leaves, grated nutmeg. That's a secret ingredient. Black peppercorns, dried porcini mushrooms, or maybe a mixture of wild mushrooms, whatever is around. A little beef stock. And here's my favorite. Two bottles of Barolo. <laughs> one to drink. <laughs> no. One for the, the braising. That would then be three <laughs> bottles. Of, so two bottles. This is Imagine this roasting in two bottles of Barolo wine. There are affordable Barolos for this, right, Lydia? So tell us about this. We just ate it. It's phenomenal. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, oh. you know, the better the ingredients, of course, the better the result. But that's not to be said, you know, that you cannot make it with another red wine as long as it's good. But this is the traditional Piedmontese dish of meat braced in Barolo wine. Mm. And, uh, you know, that kind of slow-cooked meat. I love slow-cooking techniques, and I love the perking away, the the flavor that comes in the sauce. And what's good about these kind of recipes is that, you know, it doesn't always have to be the best cut of meat. I mean, I love flat Mm. iron for this, which is kind of a piece of the shoulder, and it has like a piece of gelatin Mm. running through it, and that kind of becomes finger-sticking good once it's... Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm glad you guys enjoyed (laughs) it. You have also good Barolo to go with it. Yeah, we did. did. Thanks to Mark Raymond. (laughs) Yes, we did. Yeah. And you certainly could get a Barolo for this recipe for what price point are we at for this recipe? I think, you know, Barolos go the gamut. But the aged Barolos, of course, are more expensive. So don't go for an aged Barolo, certainly for this. A fresh young Barolo might be just released, might be good. And uh, it does certainly not a reserva. You don't need a reserva for here. But you can also use a Barbaresco, if you mm. like. That's in, you know, the same yeah. area, more or less. It's just a little bit lighter than the, the Barolo. I think, you know, 12 15 mark, what do you think? $15 Barolo would, would do? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, even you 12 use, you I would think it. you'd want to use something that's light and vibrant. Like you said, released recently, something yeah. young that has a lot of intensity still to it. Not something that's got a lot of elegance and that then, you want to yeah. put in your... You want to actually that. drink that. Yeah. Put that in your glass. <laughs> yeah. May I have a cup of gravy? Please? Yeah. <laughs> so, 
So this is is essentially braising the meat, browning it on Mm. the outside with these beautiful things as a base. You know, you when you hear those words about garlic and celery and carrots and onions, that's a classic Mm. base to to bring out flavor and to make a sauce later on. And then the Barola wine sitting with this cut of beef halfway up in the oven it goes and after it's been browned on the stovetop in the oven it goes and it is roasting in mm, there for slow, quite some slow. time until and it's fork it tender. Off. Chris, you did a beautiful job. This was knockout. Oof. You said it before about the recipes though. The best thing about it is reading her directions. She holds your hand and it's like she's there with you cooking in the kitchen. I know. And you don't see that and in a lot of cookbooks anymore. You usually get bullet points. With this recipe it was really she talked you right through it. And after a lifetime with Italian food, starting with as a child, picking this off the trees and learning from grandparents and parents, just amazing. Thank you. I appreciate Chris. And, but what for me is important is that kind of I empower the cook at home, shall we say, and that they get this technique, you know, it's yours, it's yours to keep, but get the technique, get the feeling of this braised with with Barolo, with all the herbs, and then you can make anything else you want, you know, you can make oxtails like this, this is what I hope to Mm -hmm. achieve with this book, and as you notice, there's no real photos, because kind of, I feel that photos age a book, a time, you know, it tells you in a period that, that the book was, was written, all that. So I, I want these techniques, which are classical and traditional and contemporary at the same time, to kind of stay on the bookshelf for a few years and transgenerational, if you will. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed, and I think this will be around for a very, very long time. A legend in the food world. The best there is in terms of Italian cooking and knowledge. I've just knocked out. Lydia Bastianich, thank you so much. Author of the new cookbook, Lydia's Mastering the Art of Italian Cuisine. Information about it posted at our new site, Faith Middleton, Food Schmooze, at WNP org and on Facebook. And if you like us on Facebook, we'll put you at the head of the line to get our hot tips feed right to you. We have an on-demand podcast now. Listen on your schedule in small bites or, oops, I ate the whole thing. <laughs> right now, you've just got to see our wild new two-minute video. Jacques Pepin demonstrates to Alex Province, Chris Prosperi, and me his unbelievable way to open a bottle of champagne, and you'll be able to do it, too. It is eye-popping. Go to Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. Lydia, thank you so much for being with us. It's an honor. Thank you, Faith, and thank you, guys. Thanks to Jonathan McNichol and Lori Mack for their excellent production assistance. You have a seat at our table anytime on radio and online. Eat, drink, and be merry. In New Haven, I'm Faith Middleton. See what I mean? This is the place to have a good time, so come back. You can listen to just one or two bites or, oops, I ate the whole thing, entirely admirable. You can listen to us on the radio, 3 p.m. Thursdays and noon Saturdays. You'll hear our new 60-second food schmoozes daily on WNPR. Join the party with us next week and anytime online. That's foodschmooze at WNPR.org. Meanwhile, eat, drink, and be merry. I'm Faith Middleton.